3: TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always,
1: always
3: use your head.
1: You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head.
3: Thanks again guys for, for having me. I'm
1: excited. No, thanks for being on. Seriously, the pleasure is ours. So Didi through my uh, crackpot research on you, which means basically stalking your Twitter page. <laughs> I, I, I see here you, <laughs> you list yourself as a badass cook. So be, being a somewhat of a, a culinary genius myself, what are some of your favorite dishes to cook?
3: <laughs> oh man. Um I like I dabble in everything. Um, of course, Latin food is my thing. I am Venezuel. So, we have this uh, dish, which is um, very traditional. We eat it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, like really anything. It's called arepa. And um, it's basically like our version of a sandwich, but it's just so good. So, those are my specialties. I make them for my friends and uh, family, my boyfriend, and they all love it and are addicted to it. But um, other than that, I really like to dabble in everything. Like just yesterday, I made some... um, chicken fried rice asian style
1: nice and then
3: for dinner i made like a mexican tostada so you 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 can more or less see the range there
1: (laughs) so do you do a roast con pollo as well
3: arroz con pollo yeah pretty much chicken chicken fried rice different seasonings i guess (laughs) <laughs> that's
1: about that's about all the spanish i know too so i, I, I know that and i can get to the library that's all you need to know that's all you need to know
3: and where's the bathroom where's the bathroom quiero I beber, which means i, I want to drink See, <laughs>
2: si. that's, yes. si. that's,
3: that's the most important one get a whiskey I and mean, i want whiskey Whenever you're you're in a jiffy, just say, you know, get a whiskey, and you'll be good to go.
2: Nice. (laughs) Nice. I like it. I'm I'm more of
1: a vodka guy myself, but I I can smoke a bag of whiskey as well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I'm more of a... Now, briefly, you brought up... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you brought up your, your boyfriend, and I, I understand uh, you and uh, Mr. Maluda, who's also a friend of the podcast, friend of the show, uh, one of our best interviews, I think. Uh, so you guys just celebrated your three-year anniversary, so yeah. congratulations.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, yeah, three years, it doesn't really feel like it, which is a good thing. When when uh, when a year feels like it's long, it's not, it's not a good uh, thing to feel. But, um, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's, that's, no, that's no Linnea no problem. Right that's that's he, amazing. Yeah, he, he really enjoyed being a uh, part of your podcast, so I do remember that. Um, <laughs> right after he ended the interview with you guys, he gave me a call, and he was very pleasantly uh, surprised with the way you guys see your your job. So, congrats to you guys for being awesome. Right.
2: <laughs> Shout out to Chair Shot Radio. We appreciate it.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> well, it, well, it really it was more him than uh well it was more him was than him. dp I, I i did do pretty well but hey, yeah, we, on. we had fun on. he was a super cool guy great guest yeah. but I, I wanted to ask uh, you, you you know because wrestling is such a wild and, and wacky world so talk a little bit about trying to maintain a, a committed relationship in this weird world that you all are a part of oh man it's a
3: question that doesn't get asked a lot believe it or not um it's it's Difficult. It really is and you can't really sugarcoat it. The people that will tell you that it's oh it's easy and it's great no, it's not. <laughs> They're lying to you. <laughs> it's uh it's difficult, um, because obviously it's traveling. You know, and and a lot of the time, you know, it's long distance relationships that uh, you know, we get involved in because it's just the nature of business, how it brings in so many different people from many places, states, countries even, you know. So, you know, long-distance relationships and then add the heavy, you know, traveling schedule or being busy every weekend and just trying to squeeze in, like, any time, any free time just goes into your relationship. So, it's uh, definitely wacky, but at the same time, it's very special because you can share, you know, same passion and the same fears and anything, like injuries. Like, nobody will understand A
1: wrestler more than a wrestler, so you know, it's good. That's a good point. Do
2: you guys ever get? So I can
1: understand the travel and everything being a little, you know, I I, I can understand that. But on the flip side, could you also say that it's kind of a blessing because the time that you all do get to spend together, you're not worried about the bullshit or you know, you're not trying to have petty arguments. You just kind of want to enjoy your time together.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's hard too because you're trying to squeeze in everything in a short amount of time. So sometimes it can get petty, but it's, uh, it's, you have to really love each other to make it work. You know, that's why you see, um, it's really a white and black area when it comes to wrestling relationships. There's really no gray area. It's either uh, two wrestlers stay together pretty much forever in a really long time, or they're together and they break up quickly, and that's really why. You know, it's either you guys figure it out or you don't, you know.
2: So I gotta imagine it's more it's of a it's more of a weekday relationship than it would be a weekend relationship because I imagine weekends are heavy for travel with all the different bookings you guys got going on and everything.
3: Pretty much, yeah. Sometimes it flips because sometimes you know we work um, you know our shoot jobs the nine to fives, and then um, we get lucky if we get on the same show. So it's, it's extra time, you know, as well being part of the show sucks when you're for example I'll have a show in Tampa and you'll have one in New York and it's like well there goes one day of the weekend gone <laughs> when you're on the same show it's uh, it's special though at the, it's at the same time I wouldn't trade it for anything you know, and, and, the, and the best the funniest part about it is when you're both injured at the same time so you know you gotta like uh, bribe each other for who's gonna give who a massage first <laughs> the best
1: somehow I guess you win a lot of those battles my
3: wrist hurts or my jaw hurts no 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 I go first you go first
1: (laughs) (laughs) so have you do you guys ever wrestle each other and I promise I don't mean this in a nasty way but I mean you're you're working out in the gym or something like that do you guys you know do a little 10-15 minute sparring session Uh, yeah um, the
3: life of a wrestling couple always this, uh out of nowhere, headlocks and German suplexes uh, onto, onto whatever surface there. <laughs> so, oh, I,
1: I do that, and I'm great. a non-wrestling couple. Like, I, I wait around corners to give my lady the super kick. She's been RKO'd um-team time.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's that's the fun. I mean, you can't do that, again, it, you can't do that in a regular relationship. I mean, it, not, not if you're non-wrestling, you know, or if you have one person that's involved in wrestling and the other person doesn't really like it. It sucks. So you can't, you can't, <laughs> you know, super kick somebody or spear yeah. them through, you know, the, the dinner table or whatever the case may be <laughs> that you're feeling that day.
1: <laughs> that, right. Oh, that's called love, though. That's that's, that's yeah. you know, it, it, it helps the bond grow strong, <laughs> <all> right?
2: <laughs> so it is though. If it's a non a non wrestling uh person, may not appreciate a out of nowhere, you know, elbow drop while they're laying on the floor. I'm just, I mean I've tried it I've tried it I'm just saying it doesn't always work
3: (laughs) my my favorite uh I don't know thing to do uh you know you know the the throat chops that Kane used to do
1: yeah nice
3: really stiff ones those are my favorites they're just out of nowhere and what What? what's going on man funny
2: (laughs) I think the worst my friends (laughs) and I have done to each other is the we do a lot of out of nowhere knife edge chops that's about as far as we go
3: Oh, no. See? In that, now that's the difference, I think. Because we get hurt in the ring with those. So we actually don't chop oh, each other. Yeah. That's like the one no no. We go <laughs> nice on each other. Yeah,
2: those suck. So when it
3: comes to chops, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they suck.
1: It- and see, in our world, that's how we gauge our manliness. Like, you just take a chop out of nowhere and you don't whine about it. You know what I mean? Don't curl over like a little bitch. Like, you got to sit there and take it.
3: Oh, no. Oh, man. I'll tell you, one time, um, I forget what it was. It, you know, the worst is the birthday chop. Got to give as many as, as the, the year is of that's your birthday, how old, they are. Like yeah. how old you are.
2: Oh, God.
3: Oh, no. Oh, they're the worst. I hate them. I run away. <laughs> yeah, I can, dish, I can dish them, but I can't take them. And that's the truth. I'm going to be honest.
1: <laughs> that's all right. That's good heel work right there, though. That's good bad guy work right there. You can dish it, but can't take it.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So, DD, I want to double back a little bit here. Um, how how long have you been in the business?
3: Uh, whew, well, in February I made five five years. Dang, I can't. Hold on, twenty twelve February is when I started training. Well, wait. Six. Okay, so yeah, that's about five, five. Five. five.
1: Yeah, so six years.
3: Six. Yeah, six years dang, time flies. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here saying five and a half and it's just like, okay. <laughs> That's when I started training. But my first match was in August 2012. So that, that really so was do the
1: official date. So do you have an athletic background? Were, were you athletic? Did you uh, participate in sports in high school or, or anything like that?
3: I did. I, I've been an, an athlete pretty much all my life. I was always involved in uh, beating up the neighborhood boys and beating them in races, <laughs> climbing up trees—you know the usual stuff the kids do. <laughs> and, well, the uh, beating up
1: boys and, always, and beating them in races—that that's hot. You you lost me on the climbing trees, Didi. I'm not gonna lie to you, but please go on.
3: <laughs> hey, you know I come from a different country. It's it's uh it's normal over there. <laughs> but um yeah no I was always involved in in sports in high school. I did cheerleading. Um, I, I used to sing, dance, I did tennis, um, so I've, I've always really been involved in uh, all kinds of sports. I, I actually wanted to join the guys' football team, but I wasn't allowed, so there goes that, and the wrestling team as well.
2: Oh, so hold you on, were, on, hold
1: on, hold on. So yeah. what position would you have played in football <laughs> if they would have let you on the team?
3: Oh, definitely a tackler, man. i I nice. I just nice. I just love it.
2: <laughs> Ring the bell, DP. You know, play <laughs> you guard the you're I gonna mean, guard uh, the blind side or
3: well, I, I I mean one of my finishing moves is a spear, so you can take a wild guess how much <laughs> I love that <tackling> <laughs> Nice.
2: So I could see her as just yeah. out there as a free safety, just unleashing hell on wide receivers as they run a crossing pattern. Bam, spear!
3: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> definitely be part of the defense. Like no, no, no doubt about it. Um, I used to be a good runner when I was a kid. You know, obviously outrunning the boys, but I hate running now. So definitely on the defense team, definitely.
2: <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned you're the wrestling team as well too. So I mean, you obviously had a, a love for wrestling back then too.
3: Oh, yeah, since I was a kid, you know, like like most, you know, good wrestlers, I've been a lifelong fan at this point, so it was a no-brainer. I, I always thought, um, like, I did uh, drama classes in high school. I, I, I was always involved in acting, but um, I did it basically because in my head, um, I thought, you know, back back in those days, there was really no search sheets like there is now, and, we can just go on the internet and find anything out that's really going on backstage in the WWE so in my head I was like well you know the wrestlers they they take acting classes you know because it's sports and acting so I'm going to go ahead (laughs) and take acting classes and I'm going to go ahead and try to get into wrestling so I did drama for three years and um, when it came to the wrestling my wrestling coach didn't he just didn't want any girls on the team and Anytime that it would look like he was going to let me, he would always you know, back out or be like, well, try to get two more girls to join and I'll let you, and nobody wanted to join. So, that didn't work out.
2: (laughs) He just didn't want to tell you that your acting skills were the shits. (laughs)
3: Right. (laughs) Well,
2: you know, uh, wrestling in high school, it's all about acting.
3: (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, and, and actually because the wrestling didn't work out, um, when I got out of high school, I dabbled on a little bit of MMA because, again, oh, wow. in my head, everything was just a way to get into this business. So it was like, well, if I do MMA and I learn how to grapple, you know, it'll help me. So I've always, since I was a teen, just really, you know, just try to dabble into stuff that would help me in what I do now.
2: So how long, in, when in, you started the MMA and then... How long was it before you actually went to the got to the wrestling school and started doing uh, that, probably going that about
3: road? two years later about two years later after the m m a is when i finally um i overheard I, somebody from work saying that um uh, something about a wrestling show and I'm like, a wrestling show what? there's other wrestling besides w w e and t n a you know I didn't know at the time. <laughs> And uh, that's where it opened up the world for me, and I found uh, Jimmy Snuka's CCW school in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I was 20, and um, that was that. That was the beginning of everything.
1: So, Didi, are you able to still watch and enjoy wrestling as a fan, or when you're not wrestling, you don't want anything to do with it?
3: <laughs> um. Well, being close to wrestlers now and even like with Sean, I think we all go through periods uh, per month where we can watch wrestling um, like crazy, just like every second of the day and enjoy it or every second of the day to study it. And then we go through weeks or sometimes even months where it's like, ah, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to deal with it. I, I don't want nothing to do with it. I just want to wrestle myself, be on shows. And it's like it's like cycles, I think, that most wrestlers that I know go through. and you know, but obviously you got to study the product, so you always go back to it. But uh, it's never the same once you're you actually do it. As far as um, the fan part of it, now you just you just break it down. You know, it's a so, study thing.
1: So go, let's go deeper in that a little bit, because D.D., that that was actually that's one of the one of my favorite questions to ask when we have wrestlers on is you know being in the industry being in the business how does that affect how you watch it like i cuz i'm i'm assuming you look at it you know through different eyes than us just the casual observer would look at it
3: Oh yeah absolutely um i i So personally what, what kind of things do you
1: notice that, still
3: get that the average concept? fan
1: would, oh, i apologize dear i was just asking uh, what what kind of things that you do you notice that the the average fan wouldn't pick up on in a million years Hmm well
3: Definitely mistakes first. And that's kind of sad when you think about it, right? I mean, we all hate to be criticized of when we don't do our job so well or when something looks weird, but that's the first thing that at least I pick up on when, you know, there's a mess up or something happened that's not supposed to happen or somebody forgot something. And then, of course, the being able to telegraph, uh you know, a sequence or something like that. And, you know, it kind of, the excitement of not knowing what's going to happen, it's you know it kind of goes away it's uh, it's very rare so that- i enjoy those matches even more like when they do happen to surprise even the workers which is rare those are the best ones those are the ones that you feel like a fan again
1: that
2: was one of my questions that's I thought interesting about.
1: so you can see oh i apologize dp go ahead Sorry. man
2: no i was just gonna kind of just read or talk about the whole telegraphing things and one thing I always wonder is if you guys can see, can you know, see forward in in the match and kind of where it's going. If you can kind of predict exactly kind of where they're going to go. I know a lot of them are are kind of on the fly, so it's you know, can you tell that from what's going on, or where like where they seem to be going with the match?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of there's a lot of little tips and tricks, you know, that you learn being in the business. So it could be anything from eye contact or. Certain movement that you know what's coming next, and, um, and just just the way the sequences work, or yeah, I guess it's weird. Uh, it, you definitely definitely can catch on uh, what's coming next, or maybe like even a finish of a match, which uh, it's I don't know. It's it, it's never the same. And I do remember when I first signed up to the wrestling school. Um, the first thing my coach told me was, "You're never going to see wrestling ever again the same." And I'm like. What are you guys talking about? No way. Oh, man, they were so right. (laughs) They were so right. It's it's never the same. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, because then you just become a student more than anything. You just study the product and study the wrestlers, the moves, the sequences, the, the story being told, everything. So it gets deeper after that, I guess.
1: so who are some of the the wrestlers male or female that you like right now that maybe the the casual fan wouldn't isn't really up on
3: Ooh, that's actually uh that's a tough question there (laughs) um are we talking about like nowadays or or back in the day
1: uh wherever you want to take it either hmm. or
3: it's your world well i think i think if we're talking about uh besides the greats, obviously, you know, like I love The Undertaker, Bret Hart, you know, Roddy Piper, stuff like that. But I always, I love to study Edge. Um, I think he, even though he's a Hall of Famer and people always, you know, put him over, quote-unquote, I think people still don't get how good he really was. Um, When I watch him work, just anything from, his mannerisms, the way he puts the sequences together, like the story that he tells, I mean, the way he moves. He, he's one of my favorite people to study and um, and watch. I think he's very, his work, his character is always over, but his work, I think it's very underrated. And um, I think, who else As far as females go, um, Miki James will probably, she's always been one of my favorites. And uh, her work, along with Asuka, if you, if you, I was a fan of her as, as Kana before she came to the WWE. And uh, if you see any of her, you know, Japanese matches over there, they're, com- they're nothing like the matches she's, she's having here now. And same thing with Mickey James, you know, just a couple of years ago. Uh, the matches she was having is nothing compared to what she's doing now, and I think that's just people watering them down. You know what I'm saying? If you will.
2: Yeah, that's so. really interesting. Yeah, because we, you know, we kind of have that same thought with guys that have that have been coming in recently. Been Shinsuke Nakamura comes to mind, where just he was amazing over New Japan and 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 over and, you know all the matches they had there. And since they brought him in, it she just it just doesn't seem like it's the same. And we we always kind of. Have that art discussion of why, what's different about them being over here, that makes, the, makes it just doesn't doesn't seem as special as it was when they were in Japan.
3: That's that's very very true. That couldn't be any more true. And I mean, like I said, there's probably a list of people, and you know, just off the top of my head, those are just a couple people that I can think of. And um, and yeah, even a lot of the NXT guys too. They're just it's there's so, oh <laughs> Kenta. I mean, can we talk about that? You know, Kenta. Is, I mean, if if somebody didn't know what he had done before, nobody would even. You know, if, if you don't, if you didn't know Kenta and you just watch NXT or you just watch WWE and what they feed to you, that, I mean, it's like two completely different people.
1: That's pretty crazy. No, that that. That's true and and i think with him also though injuries kind of have played a factor in 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 him as well he's been kind of uh he's been kind of snake bitten ever since he's been in the w w e system it seems
3: unfortunately yeah very, very unfortunately so and it's yeah it's just the nature of the business it's uh it's a come and go uh kind of kind of place and you've always got to fight to really you know stay relevant and let, let the office, if he will, give you the chance to really go, you know so it is what it is it happens even in the indie wrestling, you know in the, in, the girl sh- in the all-girl shows that I'm in, you see a lot of girls that've been around for so long, you're like, man, why is this person, like, so underrated and you watch their work and they're so good and, you know, it's like, it's, it's just it's just one of those businesses you know, it's, it's, it's cold, it's very cold
2: well, and it's also yeah, I really love it lately you know recently anyway and in this business the indie wrestling has been on such a boom that you see a lot of these indie wrestlers that are amazing and you just sometimes you think about why aren't they in the big leagues or you know whatever you want to call it wwe or something but there's so many places that they can go it's it's really a good time to be an indie wrestler
3: oh yeah absolutely and it's a good time to be a woman's uh, indie wrestler as well But, at the same time, it's just as hard because there's too much competition now. And it's just continuing to grow even more and more every day.
1: Yeah, I never thought about that. That's interesting, though, because, yeah, women's wrestling has kind of seen a bit of a boom the past few years. So, I... Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I never thought about that. But yeah, I guess there are a lot of different young ladies trying to break into the industry now, and you, you all are all you all you are fighting for the exact same bookings and the exact same shows to get on. And yeah, I, I can see that being very competitive and, and cutthroat.
3: Yeah, and you know, it just comes with the business. And uh, I like competition. I've, I've always thrived off competition. It makes you better. But it's definitely harder. I mean, uh, before, and uh, just a couple years even two years ago, you know three years ago it was like well you know we got about five girls so you know here you go now it's like well you have 30 girls trying to fight for a 10 10 girls uh show you know so it's it's getting crazy <laughs> it's getting crazy if you're if you're so not good, keeps, if you're not a good woman's so wrestler you get mixed off pretty quickly like you can't it's you can't really hide it anymore there's too much talent
1: so, what keeps you motivated? Because you know, I look at you. You've done a lot of different things. You, you know, you know, you've done acting. You're you're an attractive young lady. So, you know, that might that Hollywood thing might be a path. You've done MMA. You've done this. You've done that. What keeps you motivated to, to keep in this this business?
3: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the compliment. Um, what keeps me motivated is that I never really like to give up on what um, my dreams. And it's as simple as that. Really, there's no fancy answer. Um, I've worked too hard and I've spent too many years and too many tears and injuries and happy times and everything in between to just not keep going until I get what I want and it's not like it's that out of reach anyway I just have to keep working harder you know I, I've seen everything that I've worked for you know come full circle and give me a lot of amazing opportunities so now it's just a matter of you know keep pushing.
2: So what's uh, so? What, what do
1: you want? Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: That was gonna be my question. What's the goal? What's the goal? <laughs> at least for this year, maybe. What's the goal to finish out this year, and then you know, a short look forward. What are you, what are your plans to continue doing what you're doing and, and move up?
3: Keep being a, a student of the game. Study and. Um, you know, just thrive off the competition, keep training, keep working hard in every aspect, you know, not just the wrestling. You have to work on your character, on your gear, on your look, on your talk, on your, I mean, it's, you have to be full rounded nowadays to really be noticed, you know, and to be considered great. So that's what I'm going to continue to strive for and to just keep working for um, the top women's companies. Really, I've been blessed to be on, you know, part of Shimmer, part of Rise and, you know that's that those are big accomplishments there excuse me um so you know the next thing would be places like stardom and um, you know nxt tna and uh go from there i've been blessed to be backstage at those places and have a couple tryouts but i'm looking to be on the other side of the screen you know sooner or later
1: so you say student of the game what does that mean you sit back and watch all the triple h's old matches
3: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, much respect to him and and everything, but um, he's not really my style of of, uh, of wrestling. God, maybe one day he'll be my boss, and this will bite me in the ass. But I speak the truth. I mean, uh, I like the the Bret Hart's and the and the Jeff Hardy's and the Edges and the Undertaker's I've never really been a fan of a, of that kind of. Uh, Triple H wrestling style, if you get what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it. I'm just picking with you, dear. But who is your dream match, either past or present?
2: Oh.
3: Dream match. Well, I I mean, if if I can be a little um, selfish here, probably somebody like Abul Nakano and me. That's a dream match.
2: <laughs> nice. And, nice. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. And um, maybe hmm, what's somebody I really like now.
2: Don't say, don't say, Sean Maluda. You're not allowed.
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I wish I could see him with so many people, but um, <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's, it's really tough. I'm trying to think here. The, the, there's so many dream matches happening nowadays, though. That it's, I, I would. You know what, maybe like a Bret Hart and, um, I'm trying to think. Maybe like a Bret Hart and a, and a fin, and, ooh, and a Sami Zayn. You know why? Because Sami Zayn is amazing at making somebody else look good.
2: <laughs>
3: mm. He's amazing That's at true. making somebody else look good. So the clashes of styles and the selling, you know, they're both they're both great sellers. That'd be That'd be something special. To
2: watch. I was gonna say, Bret Hart was really good at making people, making other people look good too, though.
3: Oh, he was amazing. So, like, he crazy. was one of the best. Mm-hmm.
2: So you, uh, you mentioned a little earlier too about about developing your character, and, and I actually wanted to bring it up earlier. It was how did you come up with the character you have?
3: Well, uh, by being a rebel and not wanting to go the route that I'm going now is actually how I got to being where I am now. <laughs> Uh, when I first started, I was trying to be um, the complete opposite of what I really am, which is just a spicy, you know, uh, crazy little Latina with a temper and an attitude and sassiness to go around for five miles. <laughs> and um, when I started, uh, my coaches were trying to push that for me, and I just wasn't having it. I'm like, well, why does it have to be so stereotypical? Why do I have to pull that route? And, uh, well, uh safe to say that I it, it worked. <laughs> I went different routes. I tried the punk thing. I tried a couple of different things, and just slowly but surely, I started coming into my own and really just being me times fifty. You know, I have a very big personality as it is, so that really helped.
1: That's generally the way you, that's oh it's oh going. Oh no! You you seem like such a wallflower. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs>
3: that's actually that's a great uh compliment thank you i'm very peaceful i like to say i'm a hippie at heart but then the latino side comes out and it's just like a whole other person but you don't want to see that that's what i do in the ring. that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> so when you get on her bad side you don't want that
3: oh yeah and that's typical you no, know a I'll lot be- of people it. say oh you yeah. don't want to get on my bad like, no, I- no, no, no. i'm literally crazy you don't want that <laughs>
1: No, I've dated so. Latino women in the past. Trust me, I, I know. Y'all, I, you, you you don't <laughs> want that, ladies and gentlemen. Please believe, believe, please. You don't want that. Stay on their good sides.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to be, you know, getting thrown uh, the kitchen sink and and knives at you. So don't piss a good Latino woman off. It'll it, it won't it won't be good. Won't be good.
1: <laughs> No, not at Those all. If you don't believe too, me? Just so. ask uh, my uh, toes on my right foot. Okay, I'm not. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> oh <laughs> <So>. my god! <laughs> no way! <laughs> uh, no, well, well,
3: what was it the kitchen sink, or was it something else?
1: Say that again. Well,
3: what happened with your toe? Was it was it the kitchen sink or something else? What did you get thrown?
1: No, it, it, it was something else. Um, it, um, oh. it, it has four wheels and a motor. And an engine. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and, uh, actually, well, let, let me not ask anymore. I think I get the picture. <laughs> I get the picture. So,
1: <laughs> Thanks for sharing
3: that. I, it, it must have I'm, taken a lot. <laughs>
1: As a matter of fact, I'm starting to get flashbacks. Like I'm getting PTSD uh, uh, and shit, or however you <laughs> uh, how say it. Was it PTSD? That's okay. PTSD. Well, we
3: don't want
2: you. We
3: want you to be okay. So let's let's not keep talking
2: about that. <laughs> no, it's
1: all good though. Because had I not gone through my experience by getting my feet ran over, I wouldn't have met my beautiful, my lovely queen that I have now. So everything added up, Aww. and it all worked out in the end. So everything added up to where we at now.
3: Don't you just love when that happens? That's life. That's that's the
1: the great part of life. Well, DD she listens, so I had to say that. <laughs> oh, okay, there okay, okay. Good there it one. Is. Good
3: one. Let's let's keep talking more no. then. <laughs> let's keep talking about how wonderful she is. You know you, you have a great night. <laughs> So,
1: D.D., I, I want I'm you to here. talk to, to the fans and the listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with your work. I, I want you to walk them through the-, the Dynamite D.D. experience and the whole package. Who you are, what you do, what you're here to do.
3: As a wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I wanted to offer something different because, unfortunately, when you really think about it, there's not a lot of uh, Hispanics. Uh, women hispanic women being represented in on the big stages um you don't really have like a real latina woman um, in the WWE or in TNA you know you've had some that uh, played uh, the hispanic role they're not really hispanic i think what's her name um uh, uh, what's his name Zelina De La Vega oh, Vega Zelina
2: Vega yeah
3: yeah but she you know it's 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 not really you know she's not out there wrestling she, she's she's an, she's amazing at what she does as manager but there's not a woman wrestler out there doing that and that's what i wanted to do i wanted to represent not just for my country and for myself but for my race really and just bring a little bit of that uh culture that sassiness, that fun i want to entertain you know i tend to be the bad guy <laughs> i can be a good guy but I'm just better as a bad guy, and it's always entertaining. So that I can always promise that you'll have a good time watching my matches. And at the same time, as, as much as they're funny, they're hard-hitting. You know, I, I like everything snug and, you know, to the point. So that's what you can expect from Dynamite DD and any of my matches.
1: I like something else you touched on, too, Didi, because, you know, for the longest, wrestling has been, let's just keep it a buck, it's been a white man sport. But slowly but surely, yeah. especially over the last few years, you're starting to see a lot more minority representation just across the board. There's a lot more, you know, a lot more blacks, a lot more Latinos. Uh, there's been a, a little bit of an Asian influx over here in America. And I think it's cool because it kind of re- it represents the changing demographics of the country. So I I, I just think that's really cool.
3: I think so too, and, and you're absolutely right, especially nowadays, even like Indian culture too and mm-hmm. mean, Chinese. It's, it's just amazing what's what's happening, you know. So that's really where I come in on that end. let just it's just add a little bit more of that uh the Latina sazon and you know, that's what I hope to bring.
1: So Didi, what do you do you have anything of uh, anything big coming up?
3: Um well, let me see. This weekend, I defend my WXW Women's title this Saturday and I'm in Mignola, Florida. And um, I have, let's see, I have a Rise coming up in Chicago uh, in July, as well as Shine Wrestling here in Florida. And a couple things here and there. So that's what I'm working on as far as wrestling goes. And as far as anything outside... I'm working on my YouTube channel, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, let everybody know yeah. where they can find you, every, everywhere. You know, uh, Twitter, well, Instagram, your YouTube channel.
3: Sure. So uh, Twitter is DynamiteDD23. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook fan page is DynamiteDD. And then my YouTube channel will be called DynamiteDDTV. And it's going to be named that because it's going to be a little bit of a variety thing, just showcasing all my talents. And um, it's myself and my wrestling and cooking and anything, makeup, anything that I really want to
2: showcase. Ooh, the DD Variety Hour. I like
3: exactly.
0: it. <laughs> exactly. Uh... So you'll,
3: get, you'll get to see a little bit of Sean there, too, and our dynamic. We're, we're really funny because we're completely opposite. So the dynamic is very funny. He's <laughs> he's my calmness, and I'm the craziness. So you can imagine how that how funny that goes.
1: Hi, <laughs> King and Sue. I like it, and I, I'm definitely going to be tuning into the YouTube channel see if I can uh, steal a recipe or two from you. There
2: you go. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
3: I'll send you some. You know, personally, you guys are my friends now. Thank you so so much for having me.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> No, thank
1: you. The pleasure (laughs) is all ours. You're awesome. Your guy is awesome. I love the both of you. The Bonnie and Clyde of the professional wrestling industry, ladies and gentlemen.
3: That's awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love you guys, too, and I hope to uh, hear from you soon. And I hope the viewers enjoyed. And hopefully I'll be back soon. So thanks again. TheChairShot.com Always use your head.